Film Vaulters. Hey, Film Vaulters. Yes, it is the Film Vaulters. Uh, I am Mitch Burns. I am the host of the Film Vaulters. And I am here with, today, my friend... Are we friends? I don't know. I think so. My, I think so. I'm just kidding. My friend, Eric Holmes. How are you, Eric? Not not bad. Actually, pretty not bad. good. And I'm talking to you, so I'm doing even better. Oh, shucks, man. Um, so Eric is one of the four hosts of the Cinema- Cinematics podcast that he runs with Bruce Perky, Greg Cervasi. Yeah, sorry. I, I'm learning that I'm really bad with pronouncing names. And Anderson Cowan. Um, and so we will... Um, dive into that oh i accidentally opened my uh spreadsheet for uh dvk which i did last uh, episode that that uh, was a good one yeah thank you I, okay. I, actually all all of them have been good uh we we're yeah. talking off air of the geo and that i might as well get into that another yeah. recording so um I, I saw that uh, you had a two-parter with Geo, and then I uh, was listening to that. And I think what, what was the first one, like two hours? Was the first one two hours and the second one three hours or the yeah. other way around? It was like two hours so, and a bit, and then three hours was the second one. Yeah, and that was – dude, that that was awesome. I, I loved listening to that. I So I, I went to uh, – you know, I just had a bunch of running around. I, I don't – really drive so um because cars are kind of a waste of time and money and i don't have oh, any yeah. money to spend on it so i like take buses and lifts everywhere yeah um, but i went to the blackberry diner had something to eat and i was listening to you guys talk about the the history of the film vault and then there's a movie theater right next to it yeah i i cannot remember what movie i went to watch this is so stupid i can't remember what movie well I went you to watch, watch but, a million movies so but um I, I was listening to that, and then uh, you guys were talking about the comic book movies, which, I, you know, they're, they're fine. I'm not a big fan of, but it was mm-hmm. great listening to you two that are really passionate about it. Just kind of go off about it. it you know, that that kind yeah. of uh, that kind of love and excitement really comes through. Oh, cool. Well, thank you. I thought when you said before the program that you had something to bring up about the Geo thing, I was like, uh oh, Geo's going to hear it. What? <laughs> oh, no, so, it, 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 it's all good. I, I love uh, Geo. When he was on, a, uh, when he was on the film vault with uh, Anderson, just kind of going off that, that was like, that was he, a really fun he, episode. He mentioned he had a podcast or had done podcasts. Um, I need to find those because I'd love <laughs> listening says- to him just kind of go off. I should have linked to it or something, but I don't even have the link. He says he's been podcasting for like 11 years and with this, like the same guy. And I'm like, I, I didn't know that, but I'll, uh, maybe I'll try to, I'll ask him at some point. Well, he, Gio, I, if, Gio, if you're listening, hamslime at gmail.com, send me all of it. Cause I will listen to every last minute of that. <laughs> yeah, I have. would too. He has my number. So, uh, he just texts, texts me randomly and I, I absolutely love it. Um, I have my phone just filled with film vault people. It's just, uh, it's, it's weird, but exciting. So Eric Holmes from the cinematics podcast is, is, um, is find your film dead. No, we're kind of, so, so, uh, me, Greg and Bruce were doing finer film. It started off as movie mainline. Uh, okay. Me, Greg, 
basically Bruce put a post in the cinematics uh the Facebook page mm -hmm. and he was like hey who wants to do a podcast or just do talk about stuff and then um I hit him up and Lou Louis Lacau hit him up and Greg hit him up and uh oh. I think originally we were gonna have William Landis from Movie Bears, but he was doing nice. Movie Bears, so he he wouldn't be able to he, he didn't think that he could um you know put up the time for it, so that didn't quite work out. But it it was the four of us, and then uh Louis Lacal had to uh bounce from movie mainline, and then we switched it to Finder Film because that's uh some like a website or something Greg already had up, so we're like, oh, I guess we'll shake it, it didn't feel right to go on without Lewis and then keep the same name. So we're like, yeah. oh, we'll just switch it. And then so we've been doing that, and then at some point, um me and Bruce were filling in for Anderson on cinematics. And then at some point, we're like, oh, let's just tie the two together because it makes mm -hmm. sense. So now what it is is the the weekly show is cinematics. That's where we do all the reviews. And then Finder Films, where because uh, Greg and I have been doing uh, – well, Greg's been doing interviews forever. He's been yeah. in the game. I mean, Anderson brings it up, but Greg's been doing this forever. Um, yeah. But with the – I just recently started doing interviews. I'm not nearly as good as Greg, but – I try, but uh, so any interviews and supplemental materials we have, we'll go and find your film and then okay. cinematics will be just a show. And we think it keeps both feeds kind of clean like that. So, yeah, you know, um, if, you, if you just want to watch the show on cinematics, yeah. then that's all that's going to be there. And if you want to watch okay. the, the interviews, then that'll be on Finder film. Cause it, I don't know if uh, you go through like uh, podcast feeds, and then they'll have the show, and then they'll have like twenty different things before the next show. And it's like I just yeah. want to watch the show, <laughs> or yeah. I just want to yeah. listen to the show. You can do that, so it, yeah. it's just no, an easy that's... way to separate the two. No, that's a good idea. I I was uh, taken aback when Find Your Film was uh, all of a sudden just gone, and like or you know, big news, right? But then I it made sense, and and it's not officially dead, so I don't have to throw up my my cup that I have from uh, Finder Film. <laughs> I'll have to buy some cinematics merch oh, yeah. now. But, uh, and we have that yeah. at finderfilms.com. Yeah, I have that exact <laughs> glass, so and I drink my beer in it. Um, so you just got done recording with the director of the upcoming uh, Children of the Corn remake. How was that? That was actually yeah. really good, because... Um, uh, Greg was supposed to do that and then he couldn't. So then I was going to fill in for him. And then I click on the link on the zoom link and Greg's there. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be sweet. <laughs> so it was you so, and Greg. Yeah. Yeah. It was me and Greg interviewing uh, Kate Moyer and Kurt Wimmer for, they did the children of the corner remake. Mm -hmm. um, dude, Kurt Wimmer. He's a great guy to talk to. Like, I, you know, really? I don't know him personal. I only know him from the interview, but like, uh, we, we got to talk about like, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be up on the feed and then the mm -hmm. spoiler stuff on the cinematics Patreon and all that. But, uh, he, he kind of, he, he's a guy that kind of has a lot of self-awareness. Like I, I asked him about, uh, the, the point break and like how that got shit on and just, how he feels yeah. about critics in general, uh, knowing full well that Greg and I are, are two yeah. of them. <laughs> and, and, you know, they want to shit on me. That's completely fair because, you know, we should, we don't 
we don't shit on movies just you know to shit on but we have in the past right, but it you know someone that's gotten some flag for some of his movies i thought it'd be interesting to ask him about that and dude dude was an open book and you gotta that's respect good. someone that you gotta respect someone like that that just oh, knows yeah. what time it is and has that kind of self-awareness yeah i um I, as someone who reviews movies, I, I, we're always stuck in that thing where you go to interview somebody. I mean, I've never interviewed someone like that, but um, you go to interview somebody and and you're you're the person who could the next day give a horrible review to their movie and you're interviewing them and they might hate you already and or hate the idea of critics. But it's like and even us like. We don't want to say like we're critics because it, you know, it's it's such a weird world uh, to live in, but yeah. it's 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 because at times we're looked down upon because people generalize critics like, oh, the critics they just hate everything. It's like, well, I mean, no, a lot of them do. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's what I mean. We're lumped in with some, yeah, but. Um, so no, I love cinematics. Uh, it's, it's one of my faithfuls that I listen to quite a bit. So I think everybody well, should. I, well, I listen. love the film Walters and it's also one of my faithfuls that I listen to along with Thank you. the Hollywood the persona. Oh, have you given that a couple of listen? I've given it a lot of listens. I, I, it, it's weird because you posted a thing of, uh, the, the Hollywood. In fact, I was on that and, um, I was like looking for it cuz it's like I'm I'm subscribed to it but I haven't seen anything in a long time and right. I found that you have another feed which after I was on I found that and I'm like oh there's a bunch more so I wouldn't listen to all those oh, um, so thank you. so I'm subscribed to your old one and your new one and for I I must have to figure out how to delete that old one because no, that is old, no, old. Don't. that is old baby Mitch um so don't delete it it needs to be out there in the ether somewhere (laughs) you guys like my 20 my list of 2022 best of which i haven't really released yet at all but is going to have so many films that have been recommended by you and bruce and greg oh sweet like petite mama and um I'm, i'm gonna watch hit the road tonight Oh, that's and... a, yeah, that's a good one. That it, that one's like like undercover good. It, yeah, it's like, Vesper. It, it's, it, it seems like uh, indie porn, but the characters okay. are so good in that. Okay, somebody, my, my other my co-host at the Hollywood persona, he said, "Oh, I just don't know if I can stand the kid in it." Um, so because he saw the trailer and he said the kid seemed kind of irritating, but uh, oh no, <laughs> no, he's funny. we'll see. Okay, he's a he's a little asshole, but he's a funny asshole. Yeah. <laughs> So, have you met Greg or Bruce in real life? Um, I've not met Bruce in person. I met Greg in person because I went out for, uh, was it Santa Ana for Grouper's premiere? Okay. And that's where I met. Well, that's not where I met Anderson. I think I met Anderson for the Grouper's premiere and they had here in Colorado Springs. Okay. He, was doing, he was doing one up in Denver and I emailed him. I'm like, look, Colorado Springs is like 40 minutes away. And I, huh. I got friends here. They'll show up just because they're friends with me. And it's like, oh, Eric did a movie and we'll go watch it. And I was like, might as well, because you're here. It's 40 minutes away. And you yeah. a couple extra bones doing that. 
And so I set that up at the Lon Chaney Jr. Uh, theater down in uh, downtown Colorado Springs. And that, that was a pretty good turnout. I mean, the theater was kind of, you know, wasn't as good. Because uh, the one up in Denver, he did at the Alamo Draft House up in Denver. Oh, yeah. That one was good. But, yeah. you know, th- this was kind of a little thing just to make a couple extra bones, you know, because, you know, he was trying to make some money and do the thing. It, yeah, it, it, no, it just, it's a it game. just made it just made sense. It's like you're here. Let's do two of them. It's like yeah. won't that won't that split the audience? I'm like, I guarantee a lot of my friends will not go to Denver. <laughs> but if we do I, something here, they will show up here. It's so funny because I in Canada, I drive 45 minutes sometimes to to my one theater. So and and we think nothing of it. Like we drive huge. Well, I'm also in the country, but we drive huge distances. And you guys are like. I don't want to go to Denver. <laughs> I don't know. It's just such a difference that I've learned from you guys that are like, well, I don't want to go into another state. <laughs> I, I I think the problem with Denver, at least with, I, I don't, you know, people in Denver, I guess, don't usually come down to Colorado Springs because they're, you know, air quote, nothing to do down here. But hmm. I think like Colorado, so I, I'm from Omaha. And Colorado hmm. Springs is kind of comparable to that. It's like, uh, you know, it's a, a city, but it's not huge. Like, it's yeah. manageable. But going into, into Denver, it's like, oh, God, so much traffic. And I got to find parking. It's just, uh, there's so many. Like, the thing you want to go to is not the problem. It's the getting there and figuring out where to park. And, like, there's so many other headaches that go along with it. It's like, I would just... If I can do it here, that would be great. If I have to go to Denver, I suppose I will. But yeah, that's why I go to Toronto like once every two years because it's just I can't handle the driving. Like somebody else would have to drive for me because I am a I would be a basket case trying to so many one ways and then trying to park. And I went to go see Elton John last summer, and it was I took a bus, but just even trying to find the bus was hell. <laughs> But actually, so I'm speaking El- Elton John. Uh, me and my sister uh, went to this bar last night, and they they just happened to have karaoke. And someone uh, did the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Is that nice. what it's called, or is it called something else? No, that's what it's called. Either yeah. way, it, either way, they nailed it. Nice, <laughs> nailed it. I was like, dude, uh-huh. you're so good. This is awesome. <laughs> I could. Well, well, let's just turn this into karaoke. I could sing. Uh, I'm, I'm down with that. Best concert well, I've ever you. been to. Um, but, uh, let me bring up the uh, lyrics to uh, oh, lyrics to uh, <laughs> no, I'm not singing. <laughs> there's no uh, easy way, there's no shortcut. Huh? What is that, Rocky Four that I was on, or Rocky Three? What song is that? No Easy Way Out by uh, uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. I've only seen the first two Rocky movies. Oh, you got you got so many gems ahead of you. Oh, I know. Well, I've did, got what, all on did, Blu-ray. Did did you like them? Like yeah, the, I like love the them. Two? I don't know why yeah. I never went back. And I love the first Creed movie. And I'm just like, ah, okay, I will one day. I maybe I will, yeah. and then I'll go see Creed three. And I I I think the like the general consensus is that the worst one's the fifth one. Okay, and I agree with that. But even Rocky five still is still pretty fun to watch yeah i mean those types of movies are always a thrill so they're uh up my alley 
Um, I guess I should say we're also doing, excuse me, later on we are doing top five female directed movies later on. So um, if you don't want to listen to us babble on, you can skip ahead to that. But what I wanted to talk to you about is groupers because I tried to look it up, but I didn't want to do any more research than I already had to. (laughs) What was your role on groupers? Did you help edit or something? So there... You've seen it, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I own so, it. So, um, uh, Anderson was looking for editors, and I just emailed him. I was like, "Hey, I got, I got Adobe Premiere. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can do this." Yeah. And so he hit me up along with uh, uh, four other people, and actually, no, I think Anderson uh, edited the first one. Either way, there's like the movie's split up into five parts. And yeah. I did uh, Orange part in the middle. Okay. And so, and then I did a little bit of the first part because I think Anderson edited some of that. At, at the time, I didn't know who was editing what. I just knew that other editors were editing different because he That's wanted a different I... flavor for each one. And then, yeah. so when I got, when I, I finished Orange Slice pretty quick. And so when Anderson sent me the rest of the first slice, um, I was just watching that, you know, the, you know, not the version that you see in the, you know, that's out now. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, it got cleaned up after I was done with it. But uh, I was just kind of watching it and I was like, well, I got to kind of, I got to, you know, the orange slice. I was trying to get a, and actually, when I was editing, I got a lot, lot more crazy. And Anderson's like, dude, pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> I was like, I can do that. Uh, but uh, but when I was doing the first one, I was like, well, okay, this is what this editor's going with. I gotta kind of match that because I don't, you know, you don't want the yeah. slice to kind of be a certain way, and then all of a sudden go in a completely different direction. You know, you kind of. I, I get in I've never directed TV before but they get different directors in TV and you're not mm-hmm. supposed to put your stamp on it you're supposed to maintain right. what the tone of the show is so that yeah. I, so I, I had fun with I had a lot of fun with it one just working with Anderson in general he's fucking awesome dude but uh um you know I got one slice where I didn't really have carte blanche to do whatever I wanted, but he was really, uh, he was kind of, he, he, great he was to kind work of like, uh, yeah, he, he was kind of like, do what you want. If you go too far, I'll let you know, but mm-hmm. otherwise just kind of go for it. And mm-hmm. then the other one where it's like, well, this one's kind of already set. So kind of go with that. And then, so that's what I did there. Yeah. No, he's, He's kind of the same with me. Do what you want, and I'll let you know if you've gone too far. Uh, like the one yeah. time I accidentally posted my political views on the on their Twitter instead of my my private Twitter, um, and I had to put out an apology. <laughs> Anyways, um, just for my I, Canadian, I, I, list, I, I, I real quick, I missed that. What was the what was the thing? Um. I it was back when Trump and I just said I said something I don't even remember what I said but it was it it was definitely against him like really against him and and I hate the man and I you know I'm sorry if I lose listeners no. for that but whatever 
And so I said something and I got immediate feedback from a couple people from the film vault, like, can't agree with you more film vault. And I'm like, and then I'm like, Oh shit. And so I, I deleted it. And then I posted on there and then I emailed Brian and Anderson and said, Hey, you guys probably won't even notice, but this is what I did. Uh, that was about a four. This was about, this is maybe when I first started with them like three years ago. So. Yeah. Um, so what, right? what all do you do for film vault? Who's interviewing who here, Eric? <laughs> I'm interviewing you. I'm turning the tables. I'm four beers how the, in. And how the say turn goes. tables. <laughs> um, I help run all the social media. Basically, I I have access for the TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, I help a bit with the Reddit uh, with Anthony over there. And then I put together the listener list and the fan flictions. All so, right, cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I love it. So, I yeah, uh, I, when I, I I totally get that. Yeah, when Jordan Wolf said, uh, "Like I, I can't do the uh, listener list anymore," I was like, "Right to Bra- Anderson." I'm like, "Hey, there you go. Now it's just going to be one e- email coming into you guys." And <laughs> uh, so he said, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "Yeah, I no problem." Um, also, thank you for sending in the voice message for the 20 years. Now that I, I'm thinking about it, um, yours was really oh, yeah. great. Um, that was, uh, I, I, I was hoping, cause I was like, you sent that and I was like, oh, this will be fun. And then I went to record it. I'm like, fuck, what do I say? There's going to be so <laughs> many good ones. I don't want to be the worst. I, I know I'm not going to be the best one, but I don't want to be the worst one. But yeah, the, the thing, the thing you put together was really nice. I, I, oh, I like that. A thank lot. you. I so I, hope, I wish I had gotten I more people. I, I hope I wasn't too much of a uh, sore thumb or stubbed no. toe or whatever you call. It. No, it was great because everybody everybody had something so different to say, and everybody had it was it was all different. It was it, everybody had a different voice, a different memory, a different thing to bring up, funny, uh, and oh, and well, they they liked it. So what was uh, uh was it Jillian? It's like uh, yeah. talking about blah, blah, blah. You've been doing this for a long time. I should give it a listen sometime. I should give it a listen, and then it just ends. That's all she sent me. I howled Dude, when she brilliant. sent me that. I And then I – so I got a hold of Jillian pretty quick, but then I couldn't get a hold of um, Christy very well. And then so I said to Jillian, I'm like, do you know how I can get a hold of Christy? And I think Christy said check your – uh, I think Jillian said to Chrissy, check your um, DMs on Instagram because Mitch has messaged you. And then so she messaged me back and then she's like, I'll I'll quickly record something when uh, Brian goes to pick up Tessa. And she did. And it was great. And so I ended up ending it with uh, that. And uh, no, I just wish I I feel like, you know, I'm sitting here now thinking of all the people I wish I could have gotten on there. Like, but, you know. It would have been huge if I got everyone, you know? But anyways. Yeah. So, a little bit about you. You live in Colorado Springs. Yep. Okay. You like beer. I do. <laughs> Probably too much, some might say. <laughs> I and, like beer, uh, too. I wouldn't disagree with them. <laughs> well, let, um, let, let, let me... Let, let me uh, 
I like cheap beer, like Coors Light, mm. Pabst Blue Ribbon. That like you get into microbrews and stuff like that. I'm like, Ugh, it tastes like candy. I don't like it. Oh, it tastes that's like, uh, me. Like I like IPAs. I, I cannot mm. stand IPAs. I, I like mm. the the beer that everyone like complains tastes like water. That's my speed. I'm a Keystone Light guy. Well, that's how I started out all college, and for and then, you know, one day I tried an IPA, and I'm like. All right, this is fucking good. <laughs> but have you? So what I was actually going to say is, have you met? You've met Anderson once, couple times. A couple times, yeah. So he came out here for groupers, and then mm-hmm. I went out to Santa Ana for a groupers premiere there. Uh, nice. Hung out with him and uh, my friend uh, Aaron Kessler, who I met here, and then okay. he he flew out to Santa Ana, and then I went. Hmm. I went out there another <laughs> time and I can't remember. Oh, it was uh I can't remember what I was going out for, but um they were doing uh their bowling. So it was Anderson, oh. uh uh Mike oh. and Tyler from After Disaster, mm-hmm. Brian was there. I remember um, that. And then uh Greg was there actually. That was the fir- that was the first time, first and only time I met Greg in person. Okay. And then and, uh I actually I also met uh uh Andrew Martin. Actually nice. I met Andrew Martin. Yeah, I met oh that there's a story there. So met Andrew Martin and uh we were hanging out a lot and then uh my flight going back got something weird happened, so I missed a flight. Huh. I was at the I was at the airport, but like they're like, no, you're supposed to be here at this time. I'm like, that's not what my ticket says. I'm like, well, you can buy another, you can buy another ticket. I'm like, uh, I was been partying all weekend, so I ain't got money to buy another ticket, and yeah. uh, I'm not living here in L.A. And then uh, <laughs> so then I got to stay with uh, Andrew Martin, hung out with him, and that was fun. Um, that's cool. So I, I I met him a couple times and then you know just talked to him like over email and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've met Brian as well and the After Disaster boys and yeah, Brian, Brian. I haven't talked too much. Like uh, I I met him at like one of the grouper screenings and uh, I I thought like he was just kind of didn't like me because I I knew about the cancer thing but I didn't know to what extent that he was still going on. And so I was like, oh, man, I think he hates me. And then uh, Anderson's like, oh, no, there's just a cancer thing. I'm like, oh, I thought he beat that. And he's like, no, it's still ongoing. I'm like, you know, he still has to do, you know, wh- <laughs> yeah. wh- whatever stuff. And I didn't know Infusions that. So, and yeah. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But, I, I mean, you know, he, he was it, – it's not like he was a dick or anything. That's, you know. No. Yeah, yeah, he, no. He, you know he he plays up that he plays up that character sometimes on the film ball. In fact, Anderson does as well. But they're mm-hmm. they're they're pretty sweet in person. But yeah, the times I met Brian was very brief. But you know, don't have anything bad to say about him. I I just uh, don't know him that well. No, I, well, I said one day when Florence goes out there, we need to do a meetup, or hopefully we do. Oh, they do another yeah. live show, and then we all just go. You know I, and. Hundred thousand percent down for that, dude. Florence is so awesome. Oh yeah, I I, I, I just I, I just amazing. you know I I've never met her, but uh you know just talked to her online and actually um so I I wrote a, a script for an adaptation of I Am Legend. 
just for the yes. just for the fuck of it. And then Florence was like, "I'd like to read it." I'm like, "Sweet." And then uh, she read it. Oh, I want to read said, it. I, I'll I'll send it to you because uh, I, I ain't selling it. I don't know the property. You should so try shit, though. No, I, I mean it might be hard but, now because the sequel. Anyways, continue. But either way, uh, Florence read it and then sent me notes, and she has some of the best notes I've ever. Like I, I, I I'm in a couple of writers groups. And so mm-hmm. I get notes all the time. Florence, it, 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 like her notes were like, you get, you get it. You get what, yeah. like, even, even the notes that were, you need to change this. This doesn't work. It, it wasn't, um, oh, you know, you need to have more kids in it. Or why does he yeah. got to be alone all the time? It's like, it's not the, funny the, enough. Yeah. The, the notes that she gave told me that she understood what I was going for and it wasn't oh. working. And it, it, I, I cannot thank her enough for that. And yeah, she's just a complete sweetheart. I, I don't know her that well, you know, Yeah. but just the, the few interactions I've had with Florence have been fantastic. And uh, everyone talks her up and for good reason, because Florence yeah. is the best. I think Geo, DVK, and now you have all sung Florence's praises. I think she's had enough. Oh, no, she has not. In fact... Uh, we we have not. Yeah, we we should we spend even this whole we, we should spend this whole time talking about how great Florence is. And, <laughs> I, and, I, and I think I met uh, uh, DBK. I think I met her briefly. Oh yeah, because I knew what her like. It it's weird. Like when you listen to podcasts, you know what their voices sound like, but you yeah. don't know what they look like. Mm-hmm. And I think I think i met her if, if it's the person i think it is i'm pretty sure i met her at one of the grouper screenings yeah i think it was the santa Ana one maybe um but yeah she she was she was really great i i, I hope think... that was her if not whoever that was was really great. really nice <laughs> i i florence and dbk i think really matched their voices there but i don't know if it's because i knew them or i don't know them but like literally last night i messaged both of them on facebook asking them for nail polish advice so <laughs> what, what and, nail uh, polish advice you need well okay so <laughs> we're gonna get into this but i had this really light blue and i was like i could you could see through and they're like yeah you got to put out more layers on than than if it's a lighter color and i'm like oh so and and then I was like, well, yeah, but when I do that, it gets all gunky, and they're like, well, you gotta wait for it to dry and then put another layer on. And I'm like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so <laughs> they're like my two other like mothers or like my aunts or something giving me advice. But okay, we're moving into movie territory. Enough film vault, film vaulter shit. What have you seen lately? Oh God. Um, but hold on, I gotta look at the show sheet. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, I, I know you guys. I know Bruce I, was singing the praises of linoleum. Yeah, that, yeah, that one's really good. I think you get that four and a half stars, but like that, that's like one of those like. Uh, and, and there was another movie re, we reviewed where I gave it four and a half. I'm like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I really love it. I should just go five stars. Yeah, and sometimes you hold back. It's weird because it's like there's something there that didn't quite put it over the edge for me. But 
yeah, li- yeah, linoleum's really good. That's um, good. Let me see. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, I can't really review this, but there's a documentary coming out called I Got a Monster. Okay. Keep your eye open for that. That's all okay. I can say. And then there's a movie that seems like a documentary, but it's actually a narrative oh. uh, called The Worst Ones. And we'll cover that in a couple weeks. That's an embargo for another couple oh. weeks. Okay. Um, but that one's going to be really good too. Okay. That, that, cool. That's about all I can. That's about all I can say in those. Uh, just, just keep your, just keep your eye out on them. That they're, they're pretty okay. good. I will. That was we have a monster. We have a monster, and I, I got a monster. That one's about. Uh, well, no. If I say what it's about, I'm going to start reading. Yeah. It. <laughs> so, no, that's okay. But uh, just, just keep your eye out on it. I, okay. I got a monster is a documentary. The worst ones. Okay. Seems like it's a documentary, but it's actually a narrative. And okay. when you watch it, it's really good movie, really interesting. And when you watch it, you'll kind of know what I'm okay. dancing around. Um, did you have you seen the new Children of the Corn remake? I did. I did. Are you are you embargoed on that? No, the, we actually reviewed that on the last episode. That one. Oh, okay. It, 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 that one was weird because. Uh, you know, I I liked it. You know, it wasn't great, but it was you know kind of a dumb fun movie. And mm-hmm. uh, um, and kind of after talking with Kurt Wimmer, it was like kind of just made me like it more. So it's, yeah, kind of respect it more just because it's mm-hmm. like, uh, oh wow, okay, like he, he he's having fun with this. Yeah, and, and so that that kind of that kind of endears me to it a little more. Uh, Linda Kimporos, uh you know she's the the star of it um uh kate moyer she's like the little girl that's kind of i I don't remember the original children of the corn i remember watching it it was like uh it's fine yes and then i uh, didn't really like the original i watched it uh last year you know thinking it was gonna wow me and i was kind of i was not wowed but uh uh kate Moyer, look if you watch children in the corn remake and you hate it I totally get it, but Kate Moyer is fantastic in it. She's like, oh, a, cool. she, she was like 11 when they shot it. Cause it got, you know, they shot it right before COVID. So it just got kind of, you know, oh. buried for a bit and it's now finally coming out, but she was fantastic in that. And I cannot sing her praises enough. And you know, it's, it's, it's a dumb movie it's a dumb horror movie, but it's really fun. And, um, cool. you know, just kind of, just kind of going with that sort of expectation and I think you'll dig it or maybe I think, not. I I don't know. I think after the success of it, Stephen King's name is kind of just back. And so they're just going back and like Firestarter, uh, you know, um, the two on Netflix into the tall grass in 1922. And, uh, you know, they're just going back and like, yeah. okay, well then let's push his catalog back out. Gerald's game um firestarter that's the one yeah that was yeah. that was that was really bad that was really bad um, yeah I, I i didn't see firestarter but like that whole uh the whole razzy thing with uh ryan mm-hmm. uh, what's her last name she was in, anyway she i i didn't see firestarter but i did see the old way with nicholas cage and whoever firestarter is in that ryan fuck i'll just look this up but whatever her name is um she was in the old way and she was fantastic in that. And then, so when they had that whole, uh, 
they ho- had that whole deal with uh, the Razzies. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, we're going to shit on some girl. I was like, I didn't see Firestarter, but I know how good she was in the old way. There's no way that she's... Oh, Ryan Armstrong. Oh. Ryan, Ryan Kieran Armstrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, she was fantastic in the old way, and I cannot... I, I think... cannot believe that she was terrible in Firestarter. But even if she was, it's like, dude, it's a fucking kid. What the yeah. hell are you doing? I guess That's... they did that with Jake Lloyd with the Phantom Menace, and even oh, back then. It, I... I Pretty sure I'm not. I'm not oh. a. I'm not a Razzie historian, but I mean, <laughs> for good for good reason because I I think that yeah. I think that Razzie's just in general is kind of mean spirited. Like I get mm. that, and and I'm not going to try to get all high mighty because we review movies and you know sometimes we watch movies and we hate them and we'll shit on them, but to have like a whole award ceremony, it, yeah. it just feels like it, it just feels like you're piling on. Like I, I get the idea of uh, hey, we have to review this movie. This was a movie we were given. We didn't like it, and we're going to be truthful of it. I get that. Totally mm-hmm. fine with that. But like to have an award of uh, hey, remember those movies you hated? Let's yeah, trot them out again and beat this dead horse. It's like, dude, you hated it. We get it. Just. Yeah, it it, it just seems, yeah. and on top of that, like the movies they have for the Razzies seem like uh, like like emoji movie, for example. Yeah, I I didn't see emoji movie, but it's pretty I, bad. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if I was five, it'd be good. You know, yeah. That, that, it, it feels like a it it feels like a, you know um like oh it perfect example. I'm not a fan of comic book movies. I don't mm-hmm. review them because I don't watch them because I'm not interested. You know, do do you really want to hear me talk about how bad whatever the new Marvel movie is? Because I'm not a fan. Right. So what? I'm not the audience for that. So what good is it going to do for me to just go on there and shit on it? You know, you, you got it, to take the movies on its own terms. And I I don't think the Razzies do that. They just no. want to uh, you know show the world how clever they are. And, it's more clickbait because some yeah. of these movies weren't even the worst movies of the year. I'll tell you some of the worst movies of the year if you want to know. It's on the Hollywood persona. Yeah. I I've seen like Jurassic World Dominion is not one of the worst movies of the year. It's bad. People disliked oh. it. I mean, <laughs> I, I I I did watch that one. I, I I would agree that that's pretty broken. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I take I take your point. <laughs> You know what I'm just saying? Like I, I've seen, I saw some like student art house shark movies that just should have been thrown in the garbage last year. That yeah. it, the whole th- uh, I'm that's a whole another topic, but the whole thing could have just been shark movies that came out last year. Because for some reason, I want to torture myself, and I will watch any shark movie that comes out and yeah. uh, hate myself. I, I think what I, I think in Bruce brings us up. Um, I don't know if he brings it up on cinematics or like off air, but he'll often bring up that uh, that like like the Gray Man. We we covered that and we didn't mm-hmm. like it. But the difference between like something like Gray Man and uh, Requin, for example, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know what the budget for Requin is, but it's not nearly what the budget for Gray Man is. Like yeah. Gray Man had all they had. All the all the money, yeah. all the resources to make something great, and it just wasn't. Or right. Requiem, you know, or indie movies are like you get what you get. This and you know what you're getting into. We're gonna... Exactly. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe like uh maybe like you and me will make a movie and we got three dollars and I got Let's my phone it. right here. We're gonna shoot it all, we're gonna shoot it all on the phone. And maybe it's gonna suck, but you know, we yeah. didn't have a hundred million dollars to work with. We had three dollars and an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, so you have to you also have to take that into consideration. Yeah, as no, well. you're one hundred percent right. Granted, granted, if you and me make our movie on our iPhone and it sucks, mm-hmm. fair enough. But yeah. you know, it, it, if you're going to say it sucks because the you know that, that know, it, it, it's weird. Would our movie be like the Kim K style kind of thing? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'd probably just be porn. And I'm cool with that. <laughs> Secretly released. Like, hey, you, you two want to fuck? Cool. Let's do this. And the last question before we move into the top five a couple of your favorite movies, uh, maybe a couple of movies you just love and don't get enough attention. Uh, let I mean, us know. My 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 favorite movie of all time is Gremlins, and Gremlins mm. too. I mean, there's the the Gremlins saga, as I call it. Um, mm-hmm. and they got the uh, the Secret of the Mogwai. So, supposed to come out last year. Maybe it'll come out this year. I have no idea, but I'm excited for it. Um, uh, actually, one of my favorite movies we're going to be covering later on. So, I'll just oh, kinda... cool. Okay. Actually, no. A couple movies we'll be talking today are my favorites of all time. So, I'll keep all of all mine are, yeah, all of mine are probably top one hundred favorite movies for me at least. Like, yeah. uh, yeah, it's a pretty I, good list. I, I will say, um, there's uh, Lose the Flower People. Really love that movie, and the director is who designed our uh, logo for Finder Film, Juan Diego Escobar Alzate. Oh yeah, dudes. That that guy's fucking awesome. His movie's awesome. Like, we, I so I saw this movie called Lose, and um, it was that was really good. It was kind of like a a shallow, like a kind of uh, you know Stanley Kubrick and uh, uh, Lucio Fulci kind of you know got together and decided to make it shallow, and that's kind of what Lose was. I love that movie. And then I came across in this movie called Lose the Flower of Evil. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but if it's called Lose, I'm going to watch it. That's my rule from it, now on. Was it older? Like, is it an older movie? No, both both of them came out in like 2018. Oh, okay. Around there. Okay. And, and and they have nothing to do with each other. They just both were called L-U-Z uh, or L-U-Z, okay. depending on where you're from. Um, but so I watched Lose a Flower of Evil and I was like, oh, this is so good. And I brought it to, it was either movie mainline or very early finer film. But either way, I brought it to that and I was like, dude, this movie's so good. This movie's so good. And then, um, on, on Twitter, I think I hooked or Facebook, I hooked up with the director and we got him, uh, to come on the finder film. Yeah. I think it was finder film at that point. But we got and, him on okay. and, and we just had a like, hey, you know, we just had like a, you know, geo level kind of interview with him and we was just hanging out. He was so cool to hang out with. And then at one point I found out that he does graphic design and I was like, hey, we need a new logo for Finder Film. It's like, yes, I will do this. And I was like, sweet. And so uh, 
He's like, it's going to take me a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, take as long as you need. And like 30 minutes later, he's like, what do you think? I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) I love that logo so much. It's incredible. Like, and I didn't even notice all what was going on to it in, in the logo until I got the, the cup and I'm like looking at it. And now it's just, it's just a piece of art that I get to look at all the time. Yeah. And yeah, that, that guy's awesome. And I, I checked his IMDb recently. He's got nothing coming out with. Oh, he's got like a music video and like a short mm-hmm. thing, but like that Juan Diego needs to be doing so much more because Lose a Flower Wheel was such a great movie. And, and the guy's like just an artist through and through. Huh. And someone, someone, someone like that, you just, I, it, it really bugs me that someone like that just can't be doing movies or what, whether movies, painting, art, whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. It, it really bugs me that they can't be just doing that all the time. And well, I know some, student, some, yeah. Oh, well, like some countries, I, I think Germany has some, or they have like uh, art funds or whatever. I'm, I'm from America, so I don't know how this works. Uh, maybe yeah. someone can fill me in. But I know that they have, uh, they have resources to help artists get their art out. And mm-hmm. as far as I know, we don't have that in America um, and probably in other parts of the world. But it, it just sucks that art's just undervalued in general. And you get someone so talented as Juan Diego Escobar Zate. He should just be just cranking out movies left and right. And he doesn't. And that's fucking sad. Yeah. Studios should just be throwing money to these artists, you know, like. I understand they got to make their money, but take some of that money and give it to artists who want to make interesting things that are going to be remembered forever. Get your Oscars well, I, studios. I, by knowing like uh, in America, we spend, uh, spend a lot of our budget on the military to, you know, blow up Brown people. Wouldn't it be great if we could uh, take a little bit of that and put it towards uh, NASA or put a little bit of it towards the arts? Like, yeah. Do, do we need it? Do we need to spend ten thousand dollars on a hammer for the military? No. I don't think we do. No. no, I don't think so. Uh should we oh have did you watch Bardo? Um, I did. I did. You did? And did you like it? Yeah. I you know what? I actually that, I think I remember. So that, Bardo and you know, speaking out of the other side of my mouth, but not really. I didn't like Bardo, but I appreciated it. Okay. And and there's a lot of movies like that where it's like, you know, that one's not for me, but I'm glad it exists because yeah, they really they really took the swing and went for it, and you know, and that's kind of me that, with that, tur- turning red. Like it's it, like turning red. It, I didn't. It wasn't for me. I didn't really love it, but I know it's out there for people who do really love it. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. And and, and I think that's okay. And I think, like, just as far as criticism in general goes, like, like, at least that's, that's kind of the thought I take with like doing cinematics and finer film. Like, I'll have my, I'll have my uh, opinions on something, and again, one of those may come up later. <laughs> but uh, you know, j- just because, um, just because I liked it doesn't mean you need to. And just because I hated it doesn't mean you will, you know. Yeah. Um, there was a I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, he uh, wrote 
he didn't direct he wrote deep impact uh directed by women by the way um <laughs> might, oh, really? might have been on one of my also rants yeah mimi letter i believe oh okay. but the, but the uh the writer i saw an interview with him and he was it, it wasn't oh no it wasn't about deep impact but it was a writer of deep impact Okay. And he was talking about some script that he wrote and the movie came out and no one saw it and the people that did hated it. But he uh, he got like a letter or email or something from someone that it really touched. Like it really touched him personally. It's like, you know, this movie didn't make money and the critics hated it. But this one person hit me up and told me how that they loved it. Yeah. And that was enough. It was like, yeah. oh, that's such a beautiful response to that sort of thing. Oh yeah, that's nice. I mean, I I have the opinion that every movie out there is like every movie has someone who says that's their favorite movie, and I it's probably yeah. not the case, but like we make fun of you know like I'm not a fan of the Fast and the Furious franchise. There's a couple of them, but I know a lot of people. Those are their favorite movies like they say those are the best movies ever made and good for I, I them. know two people that feel that way <laughs> <laughs> bruce and eric i mean bruce and greg no 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 it's just two friends that i have but um, oh, okay yeah, they're like they're they're constantly making fast and furious references i'm like you go man <laughs> yeah um oh yeah so before we jump into our top five I have to review the movie that I was assigned last week by Mrs. DVK, Diana Vandekamp, and she assigned me Sorcerer. Have you seen Sorcerer? Oh, yeah. So yes, Sorcerer. I, 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 I will say when I saw in that this will this will you'll probably get it. So I saw uh, Wages of Fear. Okay. And did a double feature of Sorcerer. So I watched both of them back to back. So you can imagine oh. how stressful that would be. But go ahead. Yes, I have seen Sorcerer. So, and uh, yeah, because I read the whole backstory on that. Uh, we'll get to that after you and I can maybe have a discussion about all that because I read up on the whole movie. So, Sorcerer is a 1977 thriller um, action. You know what? It's the closest thing to a war movie without being a war movie. It just feels like a war movie um so it's uh, directed and produced by will william friedkin starring roy Schre- roy scheider and a bunch of people i don't know after that but bruno Cremer, Fran- francisco rabal and amidu that's his full name is amadou amidu um it is based yeah, on the 1950 1950 French novel Le Soleil de la Pure. It has been widely considered a remake of the 1953 film The Wages of Fear, although Friedkin disagree, disagrees with that. So I, that, plot... I, I don't care if he disagrees. That's completely a remake <laughs> of Wages of Fear. <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird because like it's it's an adaption of a book, and then Wages I. Anyways, well, so, okay, I'll, I'll give them that. If, it, if they're adapting the book, that's fine. But the the stories are very similar. Yeah, so I haven't seen Wages of Fear. So, I, and after reading all this, I I think I might watch it this week. I, um, I absolutely do that. Yeah. So essentially, there's a there's a lot of build up, which I, it was confusing at first, but 
I kind of rewatched the beginning this morning and and it's a great movie to rewatch because at the beginning there's a lot going on. They introduce you to these four different people in different ways and and then so something will happen with this one person then it cuts to the next and then and then it tells their story and cuts to the next and you're like, "Okay, why do we why do we care?" Well, they all these people somehow, I won't say how or anything, um but they end up in this small excuse me south american village and uh they're from different backgrounds and they some of them came from money and they are you know they have nothing now it is uh it's very interesting and we get to see them live this life in south america especially like these two rich white guys like one's spanish and you know one's roy schrider um Am I? I always thought there was an R in there, Roy Schreider, but it's Roy Scheider. Anyways, yeah. um, so we get to see them kind of living their life and and how hard it is for them there because like the locals don't like them; they call them gringo. And uh, but eventually something happens, and this is like halfway through the movie, so I really don't want to say anymore. But something happens, and they have to take these trucks loaded with um tnt or nitroglycerin which is sweating from the boxes which reminded me a lot a lot of a lost episode i don't know if i am very unstable version of that as well yes yes and um yeah so this movie is just incredible it just reminded me of apocalypse now mixed with I don't know. I had something in my head earlier, but I think I just heard your stomach growl. Or was that mine? Uh, it's probably mine. His <laughs> beer's coming up. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, but, I'll, I'll, I'll hit I'll hit the mute button when I can. But if you no, me, no, just, I don't I care. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I thought it was. I was like, is that mine? Um, no, it's 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 a really crazy movie. My parents just finished watching it as well. Cause I had to get them to watch it because I said, it's right up my dad's alley. And at first they were kind of like, what, what is this? Like, Oh, subtitles, like blah, blah, blah. And they both really liked it. So I'm, I'm really happy that they liked it and it's, it's great. And, and you know, it came, so it came out the exact same year as star Wars. That's why um, nobody's really heard of it. It came out and star Wars just overshadowed it and um, also it came out the same year i was born you were born in 1977 i was i've been kicking ass since 1977 you I'm, are not i'm an i'm an old old man <laughs> are you ri- how old are you then uh 45 i think my I think dude 46 this year I thought like you were my age. I thought we were like really close in age. Well, we're really wow. close, just not in age. <laughs> that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> so you saw Sorcerer. That's great, and and you like it. Um, tell me a little bit about Wages of Fear, if you don't mind. Like, a, like the differences or so wa- you know, similarities. Wages of Fear is very similar. It's uh, the openings a lot different. Okay. So you know how like a sorcerer takes a while before they get on the trucks to move the nitroglycerin. Yeah. You know they have the, all that. In wages of fear, it's same thing, completely different story. 
But okay. once they get on the truck, a lot of it becomes not, you know, it's not a shot for shot remake, obviously, mm. but it's very similar story. And um, I, I watched, I, I can't remember why I was watching both of them, but I did. And I, so I was watching Wages of Fear. And then once it gets, once it get in the truck, I'm just on the edge of my seat. Like, because mm-hmm. oh, they, they set up the stakes so well. Actually, in both they movies, they set up the stakes so just, well. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm watching, I'm just on the edge of my seat. I'm like, oh, God damn, what the hell is this? And then <laughs> uh, we were doing, I think for a uh, finer film, we were doing a uh, director's spotlight on Will and Freakin. So it's uh hey uh one of them we're gonna do a sorcerer because I hadn't seen yeah. that yet. Yeah. And then uh I was like, oh maybe maybe that was what it was. It was like I'll watch Wages of Fear first and then I'll watch Sorcerer. Yeah. That was that was a mistake. Both of them are fantastic movies, but both movies are both movies are just stress distilled down into a fine powder and you snort yeah. both of them. Yeah. And it's it's just like the whole time we're just like Watching Wages of Fear, I'm just on the edge of my seat. Like, holy crap, let this movie in. Not because it's terrible, but because I can't yeah. handle it. It's like, oh, and, God. Okay, yeah, I'll, oh, okay, I'll watch the Sorcerer. Same and, and then I started watching Sorcerer. I'm like, this was a mistake. This was the biggest <laughs> mistake I've ever made. Oh, <laughs> uh, if but, so. But if, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, 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 both, they're both fantastic, but they're just both balls of stress. Yeah, balls of stress and... Honestly, William Friedkin knows how to make a fucking movie. I mean, oh, yeah. and he shot it all on location, everything in South America. He used real, like, you know, actors that live in those places. He actually ended up using, like, real guards in their uniform, asked them if they'd help, like, you know, shoot a scene. Like, there wasn't any brown face, you know, or um, it was it was great, like, Oh, he he is incredible. Uh, I just I yeah. absolutely I, I, love I would say movie. I would say to a fault because like mm-hmm. uh, in I I've heard interviews <clears throat> with Will and Freakin where he kind of laments doing this, but like uh, what was it the car chase and French Connection or like he he would do stuff in his older movies where he puts people in real danger mm. and and he kind of laments back and and I'm glad that he kind of looks back on this and kind of regrets yep. it but like it's like someone could have really got hurt right there yeah. for a fucking movie that was stupid i i would well, never do that again but he but, but, but 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 it's 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 nice that he recognizes that and yeah you know, and yeah he, he got damn lucky because it could have been a you know not to bring up the twilight zone but uh a, you know you know yeah. You want to make you want to make the coolest movie that you can. Last thing you want to do is hurt someone because it's yeah. supposed to be. It's all supposed to be a magic trick, you know. Yeah. The bullet catch, Penn and Teller doing the bullet catch. Yeah. The whole point of that is supposed to be there is zero percent chance that someone will actually die doing this yeah. because it's an illusion. And so yeah. when you put people in real danger, then it's not a magic trick anymore. It's just people being dumb. No, I don't um, think there's any but, danger on sets anymore, as long as you don't have uh, Alec Baldwin on set. That that, that I was going to say that was not true because of the because of Russ. Um, <laughs> and that, I mean that. I mean that. That's a whole. Yeah. I know that's a whole other story. <laughs> but yeah, they said they had to do the even that. There's a there's a scene in the movie where a car is being chased and then it slams into a truck. 
and William Friedkin made them do it 11 times and wrecked 11 cars doing it. And yeah. cause he was, and like he said at like the 10th time he sat behind the wheel and said, why am I not getting this the way I want it to? And, and you know, uh, it's just interesting. I, I, I love it and I can't wait to watch some yeah. more of freaking stuff. He's still it, alive. Yeah. But not, but I, not I, actually, I, I haven't checked in a while. Does he have anything coming out? That's what I mean. He hasn't made anything in a while from what I saw, but he did the, uh, he did, uh, like a exorcist documentary, I think. Oh, okay. Um, he didn't direct it, but he, he was in it, but he was in and, it. And actually like William freaking, he's like one of those guys, like, um, sometimes I'll like him and Harlan Ellison, Christopher Hitchens, like I'll pull up interviews with them because I just, well, Harlan Ellison is a bad example because his voice is grating, but I love it. <laughs> but, uh, but William Freakin, he's got like such a soothing voice. Like I, oh, really? I just love, yeah. Yeah. I just, Oh, the K mutiny court martial. Yep. I'm just court looking martial, at that now. That's, that, that's, that sounds like a courtroom drama. So I William Friedkin a is a naval officer who stands trial for mutiny. Oh my god, I cannot wait for this. Please tell me Aaron <laughs> Sorkin's writing it. No, Herman Wauk, based on a play. Kiefer Sutherland, Jason Car Clark, Lance Reddick. Oh my Palmer. fucking god. Yeah, I'm so we so got a new one this. coming. We'll see what it's like. I uh, am so fucking into this. Like, I mean, I like Killer Joe. I like Bug. I like The Hunted. I mean, I've liked most of his stuff, so. Yeah, and, and William Freakin's one of those that's like, uh, he's just always good. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I said the things I said about him being, um, you know, un, uh, you know, un, non-safe in some yeah. of his movies. But he 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 knows how to fucking spin yeah. the yarn. Yeah, his, yeah. his movies are... It, he, he like uh, he's kind of like uh up there with like uh you know Scorsese or Sidney Lumet where like they're all kind of bangers like yeah every, yeah everything he does is like and he's got range you know that's what I was just gonna really, say he's he's very broad in in his topics like he, like Bug is not yeah. at, at the Exorcist but all right time to get into our top five. I mean, hey, if you want to talk about Will and Freaking movies for the rest of the podcast, I'm cool with that too. We can. We can just throw one on and do a watch along at this point. Um, Let's do that. Yeah. So, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? You go first? You want to go first? Um, Don't forget, you get to assign me a movie. So, do you want to do that at the end? But let me go first because I have we have our top five. I have a movie zero. Oh, so okay. That, so that that'll put me last, and I'll explain what that is when we get there. Okay. So movie zero would be after five, then, or would it be now? I, it'll be five, four, three, two, one, zero. Right. And I I'll guess we start with five. Zero. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, Brian, come on. <laughs> Jesus, what are we doing here? Why are we going for break? <laughs> but, Actually, speaking of break, thank you for listening to the first part of the episode with Eric Holmes. We will be back on Friday with our top five female directed films. Hope to see you then, and thank you for listening.